find the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from playing sports to exotic whips. Ain't gotta tell me, dog. I know I'm the shit behind the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from music exec to this podcast. Now I finally feel at home at last. Behind the baller. Yo, 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 what's good, BTB Army? It is that time of the week. You know, some of you may know, some of you may not know. We are only at once a week with it. All right, guys, it is just definitely my least favorite day of the week, but we're going to look forward to Mondays now. Okay? Okay. You are listening to the world-famous Behind the Baller podcast, where I talk about everything but jewelry and where I'm a father and husband first. We are coming to you live and direct from the Hollywood Hills. This show is brought to you by the Supreme Production Duo. That would be the Dust Brothers, Miles Davis, and Jordan Winter. I am your host, Ben Baller, not Ben Humble, also known as the Korean Liam Neeson, the Wash Lord, and of course, Old Boy. With original music by Lakey Inspired, and the theme song by Illegal Cartel, and they are coming straight out of Fresno, CA. Yo, guys, are you ready? It's going to be a long episode, as I got a lot of more shit to talk about. Miles, Jordan, Lakey, BTB Army, let's fucking go. Hope you guys had a great week. Um, it's, fuck man, it has been a week. I am, uh, I ain't gonna lie to you, I, I struggled this last week. Because the week prior was such a high. I, I can't think of a week that was, you know, I mean, I'm not gonna talk about, my, you know, the birth of my son or my wedding. It's just, was just different. I just got stress on my, you know, on my shoulders and, and, that week of my birthday, winning the Farmers PGA Pro-Am, you know, event, tourney event, being in San Diego with my tailor-made fam, then coming home to celebrate my 50th, having a fucking amazing dinner at Chosungabi, and then going to Hyde and just having a great party and, and just having a great time. You know, I was like, yo, how the fuck do you come off of that? You know, go straight to practice with Ron, and I just wanted to relax. You know what I mean? And, um... I forgot, did I even see Ron on Monday? I forgot, I've seen Ron three times this, this past week, but that come down is a motherfucker, okay? It's mentally tough and it's draining and there's a lot going on in my life and as I slow down, I just, just there's always something and, and I do like that I do have, you know, a schedule, um, an organized schedule. I mean, I'm just looking at a fucking ton of shit, you know, and I really got to get more organized. I definitely... You know, I got some of it taken care of, but I need to get more shit taken care of. And it's just, it's, uh, again, it's draining and it's tough and you can get lazy. And uh, then, of course, there's golf and everything else and it takes my mind away off, you know, off of shit. But then, you know, um, depression could set in. And I don't think necessarily I'm depressed. I think that there's just, you know, you get overwhelmed, you, you will struggle, right? 
but at the same time, depression can't always be located, you know, or can't be really pinpointed of where, what the exact thing is. If you got as much shit going on as I do, you may not know exactly where, you know, the root of the problem is. I mean, you could sit there and be like, oh shit, I owe fucking 17 people fucking a thousand dollars, you know what I mean? I owe fucking uh, the IRS money, fuck, you know, and I uh, cheated on a test or whatever the fuck it may be. Yeah, all that stuff can't, lying will cause stress. Those aren't the problems I got. All right. But I, but I will say, no matter what you're going through, one thing I battle with my wife a lot is she'll explain about something that, that she feels like. And I'm not really necessarily tender enough or caring enough about things because of the way I was raised. Right? Her parents show up to most of her things. very very supportive. My parents didn't show up to anything. That doesn't mean that my life was better, which obviously it doesn't, but it's not a contest. It's just... You have to understand if that's what you're used to. Now, if Nicolette's used to guys that are opening doors and doing certain things, and then she falls in love with someone who doesn't do that, you got to understand, what did you do? You know, and be like, oh, well, everyone has a fucking answer to something. Oh, this, you got to do this, and you got to do this, and everyone, just like with golf, shut the fuck up. And go with what your heart's going with. And if you feel like it's wrong that many years later, and you, you know, you decided to whatever, to hold it all in and let it out one day, I mean, there needs to be a discussion. And I'm not talking about her in general. I'm talking about just, you know, anyone you may have that you love in life. And what I'm getting at is, you know, um, being independent was maybe a good thing for success, but it might not be a great thing, you know, as far as being a, a father and, and, and a partner in life. Because when I think about someone complaining about something, about how much money they made or what they did and how hard it was. Shit, it wasn't easy for me. I can't relate, dog. You know, you're complaining about something when I didn't have a phone, I didn't have a computer. I did not have a fucking computer all throughout. I don't even think I had a computer until I was like in my mid or late 20s. It's just what it was. You know, we went outside, rode bikes. We just did different things. You couldn't just, call, I mean, if you called me at home and I was home, we can talk. Or we'd schedule shit. It just was, again, it just creates, you know, and I'm, remember, I'm very impatient. So imagine you're like, oh, someone needs to call me back. Some people just live by that old school shit. You know, I try to mix it all in. But sometimes you can't pinpoint what's going on because you got got a lot going on. But no matter what's going on with me, Sometimes I make that conscious decision to serve my friends and family before I serve myself, right? And I don't keep score. Don't sit there and be like, you know, I did seven times with me. He did three times here. You'll know when, when shit's off balance. And at that point, you make the decision right there. You know, is, is it, you know, is it time to say something? Is it time to whatever? And if it's not time to say something, you don't care, then fuck it. But if it's bothering you, talk about it, speak on it, Right? But if you need to put yourself before anyone else, do that shit. But think about this, you know, real deeply. If you got kids, you're a parent, and you have kids between the ages of five and like 13, you might have to suck that shit up. Like, they just won't understand until later. And sometimes, you know, you've heard that term. Oh, they'll appreciate it later. They'll understand why and certain things. That's fine. 
The best things in life are long-term investments. They usually pay off better. If you're invested in something that just always drains you and sucks, then shit, you're making the wrong decisions. But, you know, we're going to get into this in a second, but, you know, if you got an eight-year-old son who's, you know, depending on you for certain shit, you know, I mean, unless you're really going through something really tough, you know, you try to sit there and maybe discuss to them. Maybe it helps talking about it, right? I want everyone to feel good. I want you guys to understand that. I really do. I, I really hope you guys, you know, have a great day, have a great week. I don't want anybody to have a fucking bad week. I'm not that weird ass person, man. You know, I just think about some of the people who are just so fucking mad. Be like, oh, you celebrated this person, celebrated that person. And again, somehow, some way, everyone's going to have to face their own battles, right? Their own demons. But when you want to give somebody a life sentence, at a certain point, there has to be reform, there has to be change. Of course, there, there is no excuse for death, right? And some people say, oh, it's worse sometimes, you know, harassment or whatever. And just like, man, again, motherfuckers are soft. People are just soft as a motherfucker. But, you know, kids today are definitely in general a little more softer than, than well, you know, what it was when we were, I was coming up. And I'm sure, you know, my parents before me said the same thing about me. What's really funny is I always want to notice is if you have a really mean grandparent, you know, a really mean um, mom or dad, usually by the time you have kids, they're a lot cooler and a lot kinder because they learn the second time around, right? And um, it's just how it is, you know, and I had to make a really serious decision. And some of you, some of you guys, you may not think so, right? Because I think some of you guys think that, I mean, golf is fun. I don't think you understand that. This is like something I'm turning into my livelihood. So I take it real serious, right? So if it's my livelihood, that means it's my job, right? I have a golf show now. I'm playing golf. I have sponsors that pay me. You know, when you think about that all in in all, you know, and I'm trying to bridge the gap and I'm trying to grow the game. I'm trying to embrace and encourage people to pick up some golf clubs if you are willing and just because you're not a golf sponsor or a golf brand doesn't mean you can't go out there and, and get somebody to sponsor something that you do in golf. And I'm just changing, you know, that narrative. And it could be a fucking, and a drink. It could be water, it could be anything. I mean, not anything, but I'm saying like general shit. When you think of the biggest sponsors with golf, you're obviously thinking about uh, golf products. It would be clubs, shoes, balls, um, gloves, golf bag, whatever. And then you think of liquor, beer, you know. But there's a lot of other shit. There's watches. Most people, they don't like to wear a watch when they're playing. There's water, which is pretty general. Could be, you know, fuck, it could be a regular ass towel. It could be magnets. It could be all kinds of shit. You could somehow relate. If you're good at something and, and it's pretty versatile, you could somehow bring that shit into anything, whether it be tennis, whatever, boom. But there is definitely, you know, more accessories when it comes to golf because there's golf carts, there's shit like that. There's so many different things. But it's a livelihood I pivoted into. And as far as, you know, 2020, I flourished. 21, flourished. 22, I did cool. I did all right. You know, I focused on this and it takes some time. And I know that. And I'm not patient. And I've already moved fast. I fast-tracked my golf game. And never once have I said, oh, I'm good at this or I'm good at that. You know, I'm, I'm just, you know, I know I'm doing better than most, 
But at the same time, I haven't got to where I'd like to be. But then there's 65 million golfers out there who aren't even playing at the level I'm playing at. And I'm not satisfied with it at all. So it's like a big poker game. It's a bunch of bluffers. A bunch of fucking fake pros and a bunch of people, whatever. I see guys are even criticizing Fred Couples. I'm like, have you guys lost your fucking minds? Yo, not everyone's swing is the same. And so it's, oh, I like this. And motherfuckers could never see Fred Couples in their fucking best of best days. But as many of you know, or listen to this show, tomorrow I was getting on a plane to head to Phoenix, Arizona for the Waste Management Phoenix Open. Not going for the Super Bowl, but there'll be parties out there and whatever. I'm sure I'll you know, meet up with some people and try to Try to be somewhat social. And um, I had to make a big decision. This is a big fucking golf tournament. This is the people's major. Yeah, it's not the PGA Championship. It's not the US Open. It's not the Masters. It's not the British Open. But it's the people's major. This play, this is a fucking wild play. Yo, hole 16, I dreamed about it. I've dreamt about it. And Ryder, my middle son, my eight-year-old boy, he won his school's spelling bee for, for his class. I'm sorry, his class spelling bee. He won spelling bee. And um, he was spelling up to like seventh grade or eighth grade words. And these words seem pretty like, I don't know, it's pretty simple to me. But then I think about like, what was I doing at eight? I don't even know. Right? And again, I can't really talk about curriculum because because I that's just such a fucking long time ago. It was over 40 years ago for me. But he won the third grade. He won first place and I'm shocked. Ryder is the most outgoing out of the three. Kyle will be second. London is definitely, you know, the most shy. Um, London is definitely very brilliant, very smart. The way his brain operates is, again, just superior um, to... An average kid, his, his mathematics skills are great. And there's just other things, but his social skills, you know what I mean, lack a little bit. And I don't think he has the balls to go up and do a spelling bee. And I think that even if he knew the answer, I think he might say it wrong. And Ryder gets scared, he gets nervous, but it's just, he just, you know, he's also, he's also so smart. He's so sharp. And he's got such, he's got the most street smarts out of all, out of three kids. So when I heard he won first fucking place in third grade, I was like, holy shit, that's amazing. I didn't even know what was going on. And part of me, like, you know, I know my wife does, but, you know, I read the school emails and I read the newsletter. I try to get in there and, you know, I'm actually going to try to start, you know, helping out. There's a lot of, they require a shit ton of participation. This that. On the charity side of donations and fundraising, our family has been, if not number one, we've been in top three every single year since, since London's been in this school. And all three of my kids go to the school. That just... You know, a cool thing about private school, but but they always ask for money, and that's fine. I'm good with that. And um, Ryder won a spelling bee, and now, you know, he has the finals. And in the finals, he goes against, um, and I, I'm going to clarify this now because I spoke about it on social media a little bit. He goes against, you know, a couple grades below him and a couple grades above him. So he's competing against, you know, pretty much, you know, everyone in the school. and the day that the finals is, is the day of the waste management. <laughs> and without even thinking about it, I was like, oh shit, that sucks. I can't believe I can't make it. Now, 
I'm embarrassed I said that. And um, I think Thursday or Friday, my wife started acting up. She was acting up a little bit this week. And I know that there's, I'm sure several reasons. I'm sure I give my wife a few reasons to be upset about whatever. But I think sometimes I fall into the trap of, one time I was trying to talk to my mom about something. I really wanted to speak to her. And it seemed like a really small thing. But my brother, who I think is you know one of the smartest people in the world, but just because you're one of the smartest people, and he still knows a lot about pop culture and certain things, but he said something, he said, don't bother mom. He said, you know what? Like a minute of her time is like $1,000. So just don't bug her. And it hit me because I was obsessed with money as a kid. And I was like, shit, okay. I mean, I bothered my mom, so I just got scared. You know, whatever. My mom was really strict as it is. But, you know, I just wanted to talk about some, you know, I don't know, some 12-year-old shit that just I just needed for my mom. My brother shut it down because, you know, he, he didn't have the support either. He was, you know, he was pretty much damn near raising me. And I resent the fuck out of that statement, right? I'm going to tell my brother now about it. But fuck that shit. You know, just you just again, man. You either you you get through it. You're not going to get closure or whatever, and you know you make your own closure. But I realized sometimes my mom, if she missed something, she'd buy me a pair of shoes or she'd give me some money, and I'd forget about it. And I'd be guilty of that shit sometimes. I give my son some extra Roblox or something. If I can't make it to somewhere, they'd be happy. But really, you know, I can't fuck this up now. Not there one or two here and there. I was around definitely a lot, but like some of the things, you know, I know me spending time with them is, is definitely very important. And again, I, I'm, I'm with my kids all the time. But I thought about it. I was like, I wonder what Nicola is fucking so goddamn mad about. And I said, damn, man. The fuck am I tripping, man? I'm, I'm, you know, let me even triple check. Let me go with some golf addicts. Hit up Mike from TaylorMade. Head of marketing. Hit up Trotty. Hit up Ron. I was like, yo, am I bugging? Hit up my agent. All of them are going to be there except for Ron. I was like, I want to go to Waste Management, bro, because I'm playing and this is a big fucking deal. My son got a spelling bee, though. Before I said my son had a spelling bee, like, you got to go. What the fuck you talking about? This shit's going to be incredible. And they're like, you can't go to that shit. You must be tripping. All three of them collectively, you know, all four of them collectively were like, nah, hell no. Now, Trotty's got kids, Ron has kids, my, my agent has kids, Mike don't have any kids. And he said the most powerful statement, he said, yo, I grew up without a dad. And I'm telling you, fuck me up, man, there's no fucking way. And I was like, yeah, my kid, my parents didn't meet, I'd look up, and, you know, you didn't see your parents in the stands, everyone else's parents are there, whatever. I think my mom showed up one time to a softball game in Little League and I fucking threw the bat and I remember if you, at the, this coach, I'll never forget his name, Archie Liftland. Archie's baseball is fucking amazing. Said, if you throw the bat, you're ejected. And I threw the bat and I was ejected. It cost us the game. And then I remember a bunch of people were yelling at me, pissed at me, whatever. My mom was mad too because I threw the bat. That was the only fucking game she comes to. And I was furious. And I remember walking home, you know, my mom had a car there and I don't give a fuck. But I was angry. And it's tough. My son, you know, Ryder does jujitsu. My daughter does jujitsu. She does ballet. My son does, right, London does golf. So it's like, you try to beat at everything. Meanwhile, having the fucking life I got, fuck, man. You know, I'm trying to slow everything down. Meanwhile, my wife is trying to turn shit up with her hobbies and extracurricular activities and stuff. So I'm like, all right, well, 
the fuck am I thinking? Can't miss that shit. So we pushed my flight back to Wednesday night now. And um, there are no flights right now, by the way. You can't even get to, you can't stay in, there's no hotels in Phoenix, Scottsdale. The fucking waste management's going on and fucking Super Bowl. So it's just going to be a shit show there. And I was like, all right, this shit's crazy. But, you know, I'm rocking, I'm going. I just not going to be able to play the waste management, you know, pro-am, which I'm, you know, I was hyped to see, you know, like fucking, obviously the real big names and, and you know, um, Pell Beach shit just happened. And um, we'll talk about that later, but I really thought about it. And I'm like, how the fuck am I going to miss Ryder, my little twin? Like, he'll never forgive me, you know? And he's like, yo, daddy, I'm wearing my karate gi, you know, or, I'm, or his jujitsu gi, whatever he's wearing. He's wearing a martial arts gi, right? I don't know, man. That shit fucked me up. And by the way, Nicolette won her sixth grade spelling bee. And then she went to LA County with it. Nicolette's always been a really good speller, actually. She's actually really good with grammar, too. And um, even though she didn't go to a four-year university, she went to Fitham. You know, I just, that, that shit just fucked me up when I thought about it. I just, man, that just really kind of fucked my head up. So the upside is I still got the PGA 2K event and tournaments, like a nine hole. I got the Oakley. Yes, Oakley Shades, Oakley Glasses, Oakley Eyewear, Oakley Desert Duel. There's like this other crazy-ass Super Bowl party. I don't know, Drake's throwing some party out there that I've got going on. There's the 16th hole um, suite at the Waste Management that I'll be at. Got a lot of my homies are playing out there. Ricky Fowler's playing. My boy Dave Lipsky's playing. And I'm sure a ton of other people are playing. I'm going to be out there chilling. It's going to be a party. And after that, it's, you know, back to business and hopefully just getting back to shit. And we'll talk about golf golf itself later. But I just, while we're on that mindset, depression, happiness, highs, lows, you always got to keep an open mind, right? And this is coming from a somewhat closed-minded person. You just never fucking know. You got to keep a fucking open mind. Like, yo, you know, 16 million people like grape leaves? I love Mediterranean food, but just grape leaves just don't do it for me, right? Baklava doesn't do, do it for me. I don't know. You gotta just kind of like, all right, let me revisit this. Let me let me revisit this food, revisit this something. And I like to be, you know, versatile and, and have a, you know, nice, you know, palate. But some shit, man, I don't know, man. And again, if you give it a try and it still ain't, you're trying to keep an open mind. Just keep an open mind. That's it. Um, I got my credit score updated right after my birthday. And now it's at an 846. Remember we had the credit dude on here? Fix my shit. And my shit's been building and it's crazy. 840, the highest possible credit score is an 850. 846 is not fucking around. That shit is no joke. Right? That shit is no motherfucking joke. But let's talk about credit real quick. You're going to have to use your credit cards. You're going to have to pay at least 85% of those cards off. I used to pay 100% all the time. Didn't realize you got to let some debt hang up a little bit. Even though you got the money to pay it, just so these banks can make some money, show that you're a good person, you know what I'm saying? Make your on-time payments, do all that shit, right? And you just rarely see me buy a car. 
I could always buy a car later, but there's money and there's equity in cars. You know what I mean? If you do it the right way, right? But people always ask me like, yo, why you always lease a car? You go, oh, another lease. Like, dog, shut your stupid ass up, bro. What the fuck you got going on? People crack me up with that shit. It's a fucking write-off, right? If you buy the car, you could buy, you, you could do the mileage. I don't drive like that. I don't really, you know what I'm saying? I don't really drive over 2,000 miles a year on a car, right? And of course, there's several cars, but it's like you lease them for a lot of reasons, right? If someone's going to repossess your car, okay, you didn't make your payment. Someone comes and sues you and tries to take your lease. Come, man, go ahead and take that lease. You go get another one. Build your credit strong, man. Build your credit strong on your personal credit. Build your company credit, right? And people got to understand shit is totally different. Two different things. You separate yourself and you live as a corporation. That's how you protect yourself. One of my homies, Fee, she runs a gossip site and she says the most off wild shit, crazy shit. And, you know, I was like, God damn, I can't believe she hasn't been sued. Because she'll say some crazy ass shit. And sometimes she'll make allegations and they might be true. But if you can't prove them in court, then you're fucked, right? It's like what fucking Denzel Washington said in training day. It's not what you know, it's what you can prove. It's a big deal. It's true. And um, during this last Tory Lane's case and a couple other things, she said some wild ass shit. She got sued. And I was like, damn, Fee, what the fuck? And she's like, fuck it, I filed for bankruptcy. I ain't tripping. I'm living under a corporation. I don't give a fuck what they're going to do. Come after me. Can't do shit. And they came after her. They came hard at her. You know what I mean? And I'm not going to get into it. I'm just saying they came hard. I'm talking about people with a lot of money, vicious law firms that represent Beyonce and represent some big fucking people, 50 Cent. And they were on her. Telling her, she's like, man, if you got tough skin, you got thick skin, like, man, fuck these people. She's like, go kiss my ass. They got her for like, I forgot what it was, something, whatever. Maybe might have been half a mil, a mil. But she's like, yo, fuck it. Go kiss my ass. She had a crib under her son's name. She had a crib under fucking um, another trust. She had a crib fucking in, um, and he's like condos, but still had a shit on her business. It's like, nah, you sued me. You didn't sue my business. And the funny thing was, I don't know how they didn't mention, well, I'm sure she has several businesses, but I'm sure they must have mentioned, you know, the blog. And maybe they did. And I'm sure she was smart enough not to put it under there. But, you know, they came to try to take her Porsche. And she's like, go ahead and grab that bitch. Take it. And they were like, oh, fuck, this does nothing for us. You know? And um, they could do whatever. But the way she was protected, you know, her Rolex, whatever, she had all her shit under the fucking trust and had put all that stuff, listed everything, all her fucking possessions that were, that were of value under her trust for her kids. And that shit was ironclad. And like, oh, we're going to pierce through that. Nah, they didn't. You know, that's just old shit I've known way before she ever even talked about it. But it was crazy, man. When you think about it, you know, in general, back in the day when you did a lease on a car, you would get the three-year service included. Ferrari was doing fucking three-year service up to five-year service on their Ferraris. It was crazy. All maintenance done for free. It was covered. They stopped doing that shit. Almost everyone stopped doing that shit. That's every fucking thing you could think of. Now, it's no joke. Let me fucking tire my Tesla fucking, what was it, uh, uh, 12, 12, why am I fucking, Jesus Christ, I'm so, I'm such, I'm like blank, um, it's like $4,500 for tires, on my McLaren, fucking tires are what, 
eight, nine, ba- ten bands. It's fucking crazy. All change, four Gs, five Gs, and shit like that. It's like you get these free services. It's like it's not like that no more. When you buy the car, obviously you're, you know you're you're required to take care of more. It's like when you're renting and, and but the thing with the cars is the car market is going down. So I don't really fuck with it like that. You know, I don't really buy cars. I just don't. I just you know, you some things you can buy and you can't. I just don't fuck with it. But inflation is getting kind of crazy. So if you can lock in a cool interest rate on a lease, you know, jump into the fucking lease. Why are you going to buy the car? I mean, I don't know. I switch cars. So if you're, if you're buying, if you're talking about Priuses and Hondas like that, whatever, again, you know, um, some people are like, well, what are you doing five years? I'm like, all right, well, look at the fucking residual. Okay. You had the car for five years and you're going to buy it now. I mean, if you love it, I guess, but fuck that. I'll jump into something new. Some people don't mind. They, they like being in their cars. They just keep it clean and they, they maintain it and whatever. That's just not me. It's never been me. It's not me with friendships or anything. It's just with cars. That's it. So, you know, the days of finding, the, you know, a Honda for 199 and whatever and all the services taking care of anything, nah, that shit ain't gonna happen no more. But my insurance was super fucking high because of the McLaren. When I had a regular McLaren, I had a regular Ferrari, you know, it was, it was all right. Wasn't that bad. We start getting the hypercar shit, it gets expensive. So you gotta go get boutique insurance. So, you know, you just get umbrella insurance that, that covers, you know, whatever you need. Cover that, cover all kinds of shit, even cover lawsuits. Look at fucking Amber Heard. She got into a big ass lawsuit with Johnny Depp and now she's got her insurance taking care of shit, whatever. But again, just do research. Take care of your shit. Take care of your credit. And it's important. And especially... You know, we've been talking about recession for a while now, and I think technically we still are in one. I think people just refuse to believe that. But I read this thing the other day that most people are still living check to check, and these are people who make six figures. Shit, man, you might want to move. And again, you can, maybe you can't because your job, unless you're, you know, if you work remote, but fuck, you know, California ain't no joke. Shit ain't no motherfucking joke. I drove by a gas station down the street from my store, right? Not that far from where I grew up and not where I went to school. And it's $7.20 for fucking 87. And it was $7.50 for 91 premium. And I was like, man, they tripping, right? Walked into another gas station. And I forget, you know, I'm getting gas now. And uh, that's why I love driving the Tesla. Because, I mean, you just think about that. In a bag of chips, a regular size bag of chips, just a little snack size, Motherfucker had the nerve to say $2.50. And I'd be like, ah, oh, not a big deal. But like, wait, those shits were 99 cents not that long ago. And then they went to 129 or something. But it was like 275 or something. I was like, what the fuck? A canned Starbucks cold brew was like $6. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I, I, are y'all serious right now? This is fucking crazy. You know? By the way, I just got my fucking gas bill. In my gas bill, on most of the cribs I've lived in, rent and everything, you know, your gas bill could be like 80 bucks, 120 on a bad month and certain shit. Gas is never going to be what your electricity bill and water bill is going to be. My gas bill, something's been going on because I saw LA in a minute. They had posted that there's this crazy surge because there's a gas shortage or some bullshit. My gas bill came in at $1,500 two months ago. And this last gas bill, $1,600. And I was like, let me check the pool heater. Because that's fucking crazy. Pool ain't on. 
been using the heat here. And my wife and the kids, they don't fucking care. I try to tell everybody, let's fucking conserve energy, please. Because, yo, having a motherfucking $1,600 gas bill, my electricity bill is already like $2,400. So it's just, it gets crazy. Think, just those two things is four bands. Now you got to add fucking, you know, fiber optic internet, whatever other fucking thing, streaming services, all that shit. It's fucking six, seven bands before I even fucking paid a mortgage. It's crazy. It's crazy, man. And don't be in denial when it comes to shit. You know what I mean? I'm talking about bills, everything, whatever. Do not lie to yourself. Not that you should lie to other people, but you got to always keep it real with yourself. All right? You will work it out. But when you lie to yourself and you start thinking that certain shit's okay with bills, with people that you owe money to and all that other shit, you know, man, it gets ugly. And trust me, I remember, um, I forgot if I borrowed borrowed a skateboard or a bicycle or some shit from some kid because I didn't have one and I was just riding it. And I forgot what the fuck happened. I think it got stolen. I didn't give a fuck. And the kid you know, got switched schools. I think his parents moved and I was like, all right, cool, no big deal. I was happy. I was like, all right, kid, I ain't got to worry about that. And I, in the back of my mind, I think about it and make me worried. I was like, fuck. So was, oh, man, you worry too much, whatever, boom. And I was like in fifth grade. Come to find out, the dude came back with his dad, came and cussed out my mom. I lied about it. I was like, no, no, I left it at fucking uh, Dwayne's house. Fucking Dwayne's mom pulls up, starts screaming on my mom. My mom's sitting there taking it and she don't even know how much of a beast my mom is. But she did it, you know, out of fate, you know, for to like save face for me. And that's just like, we're talking shit. That was 40 years ago. And I think about incidents like that all the time where you try to pull shit off. I remember dumbest fucking thing I ever did is I had a Harley Davidson edition F-150. I let my roommate drive it. He liked it so much. He's like, yo, let me take the lease over. I was like, yeah, go ahead. I had a Benz S-Class. And this was a sick car, you know, 23s on it. It was all done up. 310 Motoring had did it. This was when 310 was the biggest fucking car, accessory, uh, motor, motorsport brand in the world. So, you know, he was banking the payments. He wasn't tripping. He was never late. He was a good dude named Camden. And then he's like, yo, my boy wants to take the car. He'll give you five months up front. I was like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. This dude was selling weight. Was just weed. Nothing crazy. And when weed was legal, obviously, he's selling weed. Four or five months goes by. And I'm like, yo, let me get a payment. Dude gives me a payment. And all of a sudden, he just disappears. Now, I have insurance under the car, but dude disappeared. And I had to explain where the car was. I'm not going to sit there and lie and be like, oh, you know, the car was stolen. But technically, you know, kind of was. And so I found out this dude went to Canada, got into some shit with the Hells Angels or some crazy ass story. Never seen the dude again. Never saw it. So Ford Motor Cars Corporation sued me. And I'm like, hold the fuck up. No, nah, my insurance is going to cover this. And they didn't. It was just a fucking crazy ass thing. I let that shit go. I was like, I don't give a fuck. Turn into a judgment, end up fucking up my credit, all this other shit. And I love that there's certain ways to get judgments off your credit. There's certain ways you could get around certain things. Because trust me, I've had judgments taken off. You know, I've had my accountant take care of things. But don't lie to yourself. Handle your shit right then and there. Or when you can't and don't let it linger on too long. And that goes, that's a good, that's a rule for everything. Don't lie to yourself. You, you can be confident, like, yo, I can do this. You know, I'm going to go out there and shoot a motherfucking 78. All right. I'm going to shoot a 78 today. All right. Now, you might have 
and you need a perfect, you know, but that don't mean you can't go out there and have that confidence. Just saying, don't lie to yourself when, you know, you ain't never shot a fucking 90. You know, I'll shoot a 78 today. I'm going to sit there and tell people about it. Nah, fuck that. Um, what else? Oh, a couple small things, man. Fuck the Grammys. I ain't watched the Grammys in like 15 years. Don't give a fuck. Was in the music business. Don't care. Low-key makes me cringe when I think about it sometimes. And um, it's, uh, I don't know. It's just something I just don't really give a fuck about, you know? But I will say for hip-hop turning 50, it's big. For the most of the other shit, microwave bullshit. Bonnie Ray, don't give a fuck. And I'm sure other people do. I'm telling you, I don't give a fuck. And just because I don't give a fuck or I don't like somebody, that don't mean they're not good. I'm just telling you, I don't give a fuck about them. Harry Styles, fuck Harry Styles. Fuck I give a fuck about Harry Styles for. But the hip-hop tribute, that was cool. That was cool because it was on the Grammy stage. Other than that, I mean, you know, Method Man's part, Scarface, couple things. I've seen skits of it. I didn't watch it. But Dr. Dre, my old mentor, my ex-boss, he got an award named after him. The motherfucking Dr. Dre Award. And he won it. That was crazy. That was lit. Beyonce winning the most Grammys ever. More than the Beatles than anybody else. And again, like, I, I like Beyonce. I fuck with Beyonce. I can't name like more than six songs of hers. I don't know. So like, it's just weird the way the Grammys work. And I just, I don't fuck with them. I just don't fuck with the Grammys. You know what I mean? So I don't really give a fuck. Um, what else? You know what? I've been going to this restaurant in Hollywood. They got one in the Valley too. I think it's similar name, but it's called Petit Trois. It is a fucking French restaurant that is so magnificent. They got this mushroom soup that is just, oh my God. They got this pesto pasta, but it's not even pesto. It's like, it is just insane. The ribeye steak is like, you're not going to a steakhouse to get like, you know, Wagyu or ribeye, just, you know, and fucking double bone and filet. It's just, that's their ribeye steak. And it's A1. Their pasta, this green pasta, I forgot what the fuck it's called. A1, like pistache or some shit. It's like, I don't know. It is it is the best pasta I've had. I mean, I'm putting up against fucking, you know, La Scala spaghetti, Chateau Marmont spaghetti. It's better than Chateau Marmont spaghetti. It is so good. And it's not crazy expensive. I think it was like maybe like 27 bucks for the pasta. Might've been 40, 45 for the steak. The soup might've been 20, but it was fucking delicious. You got to definitely, definitely, definitely check that out. But guys, we're going to take a real quick break, pay some bills, talk about some sports, talk about some movies, talk about my tops Chrome, talk about this poker tournament that I went to and all that good shit. We'll be right back. You hear the Lakey Lake in the background. You know what time it is. All right. Peace. It's a new year and you're still making sports bets on your own. Why? You're not an expert. You don't have the time to be an expert. Stop fucking around. You need to join CaptainPicks.com. This is a company that I own. I am an owner of, okay? And we have been on fire. NFL playoffs, NBA, NHL, UFC, college basketball, tennis, Premier League, PGA Tour, Props, parlays, we got it locked. This is the place to be a community of winners where you get to celebrate with the best crew in the game. Use promo code 
playoffs at captainpicks.com to get 47% off all packages. Promo code playoffs at captainpicks.com. Talk sports, stack wins. Yo, yo, BTB Army, we are back for the round two outro of the show. This weekend on Saturday night, I went to this place called MNML Golf. Pretty sure that's what it's called. It's Redondo Beach, California. It was uh, founded by some pro skaters. They got a little miniature half pipe in there. They got two golf simulators in there. They got a golf brand. I think uh, my boy Jerome Wilson might have some money invested in it. Smart investment. Um, golf is great. I think the whole crew of people I met through the mall ball attorneys and stuff, they are um, involved in this. And it was my boy Jerron Wilson's birthday. He's a professional skateboarder. He was also one of the um, instrumental people who owned part of Diamond Supply Co. during the heyday when it was fucking going crazy when Diamond was when Diamond was going nuts and I was doing all my collabs and everything. So anyways, every year for his birthday, he has this poker tournament. He's been doing it for years and years. The last time I went to one was eight years ago and I was at Nick Diamond's house. And the buy-in's like $120. I never re-up. I think you re-up once or twice and you get to the final tables, whatever, boom. And I remember the one at Nick Diamond's house was like 2014, 2013. And uh, I fuck around and play hold'em. You know what I'm saying? I, I like poker and um, I don't play crazy. You know, friends and some of my boys who won World Series, my boy Nam few other people and I know guys who get into some real big money games met Phil Ivey um my boy too quick from Vegas he was a beast with it rest in peace DJ AM he's the one who got me kind of started with the poker shit the Bellagio room I'll never forget it especially in the real real days of Cafe Bellagio when Steve Wynn owned the Bellagio some of the great the most legendary games besides obviously Binions but the Bellagio just always have fond memories of that and I think of the good things in Vegas and um I remember that year I made it to the final table. And as I was getting there, there was a professional poker player that was there. And um, I remember, uh, you know, I, I'm a decent bluffer, right? I could have a poker face. You might not know what the fuck I'm having. You could just see people the way they bet. You could play. I mean, but people who know how to play poker know how to fucking play. And this one dude, he was like Indian dude from India. And uh, he was wearing Beats headphones. I don't know what the fuck, whatever. You know, whatever the people do. Some people wear sunglasses, whatever. So you can't see their eyes. And um, he, like, got me for a big pot. And I was like, oh, it's crazy, man. I was being nice. I was like, you know, it's, it's funny. You know, you, you're able to re read my eyes to see that. He goes, I could see through your soul. And he said it, like, in a fucked up way. And I was like, oh, for real? So you don't know me, bro. They don't call me Odessu suit for nothing, motherfucker. I'm a, I, I, you, read through, you read through my soul? All right, and this is a professional poker player. I remember we're at the second, there's only two tables left, about to get to the final table. And I took that dude for everything. And I was like, hey, bro, I thought you could see through my soul. Bitch ass motherfucker. So I get to the final table. I get down to where it's head to head. The dude I'm playing against, nicest guy in the world. Great dude, great karma. Owns a bunch of dispensaries. Cool dude, I think, you know, I don't know how the fuck he's one of John's friends. This dude never played poker in his entire life. He go, fuck it, I'm going all in. He'll have a 2-3. Flop will come out, 2-3 is a show up. I'm like, come on, dog. You know, that type of shit was happening. I was like, Jamie Gold that one year, we won the fucking World Series. But anyways, 
I brought my cousin Pete with me, who's a really good golfer. There's people there, you know, hitting the simulator. My boy Sean Malto's in there. My boy Eddie Cruz is a part owner of Supreme. Yes, that's Supreme. The Supreme. New York City Supreme. Founded Union, which uh, now Chris Gibbs run. Just legendary. Stussy, all that. This dude put, he is such a fucking god in streetwear and just Japanese streetwear culture. He's just a great dude. I love Eddie Cruz and he gained my start in streetwear and he's just a great guy. And he owns now this poker business, like this thing called Casino LA. It's like a little project he did and he's um, just a great dude. Everything I fuck with Eddie to the fullest. And just the fact that he can do you know, run retail stores, do that, turn into just a whole different level of shit. Just a great guy. And um, he uh, was there um, and this was hosted by the number 33. The number 33 are those golf tee picks that I use, those toothpicks that look like golf tees. And they have CBD flavors, cinnamon, they have Coca-Cola flavor, all these dope things. I love them. They're amazing. They have deals with Top Golf. They got deals with fucking all these other brands. And it was just dope. They had this fucking taco truck outside with good ass burritos and tacos and quesadillas and everything. Had liquor, 805 beer sponsored it. It was water. It was all shit. It was just lit. So, you know, I had my fucking burrito. I had my fucking tacos. I had uh, some water. I had motherfucking cherry Coke. I'm in heaven. There was a liquor store right next door, which is incredible. I didn't go there. And it was kind of late. You know, my cutoff time for dinner is, or any meal, anything is 8 o'clock, 8.30. So we sit down, we get a cracking, and um, I'm playing. I'm good. And you get people out there taking it a little too serious. You got people who don't have never played before. Now, mind you, $100 buy and get you $10,000 in chips, Okay. Blind started at like 50 to 100, then it went to 100, 200, and 200, 400, and 400, you know. And it started getting up to, I think, uh, the final round was it was the blinds of 10,000, 20,000. So it started getting faster towards the end. But like, you know, tables change. You get down there, start with like 66 people. And I got down to like, to like 20 people. You get down to the final round. And there's again, an Indian dude next to me who's, who's from India. And he's like, mad about I don't know what the fuck he's mad about and I got knocked out down to like my last $2,000 like twice took some pots and um, this one dude got me twice I got him back I think twice too but then this time we went all in flop comes out he had a a king eight and I had um, ace ten and on um, the river another king popped up now there was a 10 in there too, but you know, at the end of the day, I had an ace. I thought, you know, it, it, for one point it was nothing. He had, he was, I was going to get him on card high and you know, we went all in both of us and I lost and, and there's people arguing about shit here and there. And it's just so funny. They got so competitive, but the grand prize was like almost 10 G's. By the way, that one year I won at Jerron's house, I got second place. I still took home like $1,700, which is not a big deal, right? I didn't buy in a second time. You could have bought, you get one last chance on the final round to buy in for another 10,000 chips and they're trying to get money, whatever. I don't know what the fucking charity, something, I don't fucking know. But um, it was fun. It was a good fucking time and I made it to the final round. I'm not really tripping. I think my, my cousin Pete got knocked out a little before that. I could have played a little smarter here and there, but you know, some people, they're very competitive and I'm competitive. I'm not Anthony Kim competitive, but I'm competitive. And if I need to get there, I will. I just feel like, you know what, dog, my life is good, man. I'll get competitive in the right places when I need to. And I think people forget that no one has ever got me. Nobody. Not the police, not a person, not a business. Nobody has ever got the last laugh on me, ever. And it's not that serious. Just playing poker, having a good time, 
had a great time. The thing about it is, when you're not playing with real money, it is a little different. You can go all in and go, fuck it, whatever. And I know some degenerates that were there. Seen a lot of old dudes from LRG, a lot of old dudes from Diamond are there. When it's your real bread and you're talking like, you know, you got kids and there's shit fucking you know, here and there. Some people don't give a fuck at that time, but at that point anyway, but you're a lot easier to read. There's real people in the room that understand shit. And, um, you know, it's funny how they can't decipher between a friendly game and really playing for fucking real, for real, right? Anyways, shows. Finally finished Suits. Nine seasons. I think it took like three weeks for whatever it was. Suits is a fucking phenomenal show. I love Law & Order. This is totally different. This is more not really criminal shit, but it could get criminal. It is a great show. If you have time and you want to get into a good show and you haven't watched Suits, watch all nine seasons. There's a couple seasons that maybe, eh, but it is a great fucking show and I cannot believe it got canceled. I don't know if, it, not canceled, I just, maybe they just ran its course and whatever, nine seasons is a lot. And um, it was well done and I think maybe because Meghan Markle, you know, was leaving, I don't fucking know. But that was good. Um, I finally got to watch Black Panther. Wakanda forever. It's streaming now on Disney+. Plus. Watched it. Let me tell you. Two hours and 40 minutes, but it is fucking glorious. Seriously, this movie is epic. The way that they have, you know, it, it, they did all the Marvel shit, but I felt like it looked better than Iron Man and some of the movies where that, that does all those the Guardians of the Galaxy or whatever and Justice. I mean, it was on that Thanos shit, but even better. It was just so well done. Now, did I like it better than the first? I don't know. The op was, you know, the opponents in this one were, you know, what the Mayans and shit was weird. Kind of bothered me, you know, with the opponents. But it was well done, you know. It's hard not seeing, you know, um, Black Panther himself. But it was really good. It was really, really, really fucking good. And if you have Disney+, Plus, why the fuck not? Go watch it. You know, like, why wouldn't you? What else? Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ, man. BMF fucking sucked. I forgot to tell you guys about it last week, too. Last week's episode was a filler. Sucked. This week's episode, again, filler episode. Bullshit. There's a couple, you know, where they set you up like, oh, okay, I know it's going to come back. You know, I'm going to come back and see what's good with this. But it was just like, man, come on, man. It's a good show. It's just like, fuck these. Man, give us gangster shit every episode. It's like, come on, man. Like, it's just, I just really was was bummed out. You know, I really wished it was just, I don't know, man. I just I just wanted more out of BMF. But other than that, um, trying to figure out this cocaine bear situation, guys. Understand I'm in Arizona this week. I'm in Arizona next week. I got filming next week for part three. And then uh, it is uh, me and my wife's. 13th year anniversary together, 11 years married. So it's our 11th wedding anniversary. But we started dating on the 25th of February officially in 2010. So it's crazy. It's been again 13 years and peaks and valleys, guys. But yeah, we're going to be out of town for that. And then I'm pretty much out of town until Wash Lord. And then after that, I'm going to Asia. So I'm not even fucking home. Um, and everything's either paid or like shit that I, I've already booked. And then I'm in Europe during the summer. Hopefully, uh, you know, got other shit, a lot of golf, 
but I am fucking gone. You know, I pretty much have most of my schedule taken care of until August. And in between those trips, you know, I'm going to figure out these meetups so we can get these purple things to you, these purple refractors and shit like that. But by the way, guys, my chrome top set finally dropped last week. It sold out faster than the second, than last year's set and sold out almost as fast as 2020 did. The good thing about this is they lowered the price. But the autos and the checklist on this one, definitely the best. It was a fucking phenomenal rookie year for 2022. My cards this year, I don't give a fuck. I don't care because it's just mine. I'm telling you, design-wise, I made a bigger distinction between my set and the regular Topps Chrome. I made more changes to the inserts, the refractors, all that. You know what I mean? Like, it was just, parallels are just unmatched fucking lit so i can't wait uh i get my boxes today i'm gonna be opening them and uh probably later tonight i'll do a video i'm still banned from ig live because of a fucking comment that i left my coach so i can't even accept new subscribers until the end of this month and that's when i'll probably go on live but we do have baller breaks on the network app so i'll be doing that and i'm gonna be going out there showing shit i'm gonna be doing you know some videos regardless and i'm excited the tops chrome sold out am i gonna do a new deal i don't know yet but I'm fucking excited. I would open them sooner, but I'm headed off to a celebrity tournament in about 45 minutes. I'm going to play for this Justin Turner uh, celebrity charity tournament. Justin Turner is a former member of the Dodgers. He just left and uh, went to, did he go to Chicago too? I forgot, but it's going to be lit. It's at one of the fucking nicest country clubs in all of LA and um, I'm fucking excited. I'm excited. You know what I mean? Um, I watched the Pebble Beach AT&T tournament. And I ain't gonna lie to you. My agent submitted me in there. Tried to get in. It is the hardest pro-am out of every pro-am in the PGA Tour. Um, American Express is probably number two. And I think Farmers is probably up there with three. Along right there next to Waste Management. And just to be able to get into that is amazing. But you know what? I'll play Waste Management next year. It's all good. Hopefully get into Pebble Beach. It's really tough. Watching Schoolboy Q and Macklemore tee off, I ain't gonna lie to you, I was jealous. There was some fucking, it was a legendary fucking, you know, seeing Josh Allen, seeing um, Aaron Rodgers and Gareth Bale, who I was playing with at the Farmers. I don't think I was ready. I had a weird week of golf, but I can't wait to play Pebble. Shout out to my boy, Stephen Maubin. Um, He was uh, caddying for Q. It was dope. Looked amazing. While uh, there was going on, uh, Harry Higgs, my favorite player in the PGA, he's a tailor-made athlete. He made a video from me from Pell Beach. It was fucking epic. I have it in my favorites. I kept it, posted it. It's fucking insane. Cannot wait to fucking uh, to meet Harry in person. I played Angelus uh, over the weekend yesterday, and I had an absolute meltdown at hole 16. And um, I got to say this. I did a poll and it was like 60%, 40% or like 56 and 44 or something. 50, a slight majority chose that they would pick up their wife or girlfriend's phone call if they called them during a round. And then the slight minority, you know, that barely lost said they wouldn't. Now, if you play golf and you're serious about golf, you talk to you off, your wife, your wife's not calling you unless it's an emergency, right? Unless you just have a nagging girlfriend, a nagging wife. And I think my wife forgot and she just sometimes doesn't realize how long golf takes. And I'm at hole 16 
I got a par five and two par fours left. Par five is not that hard of a par five, uh, hole 16. Hole 17 is a dog leg right. I usually par that hole. Hole 18 gets tricky. Par, bogey, those are averages for me. So what I was looking at was, you know, just, just playing average, not average, but playing, you know, me playing how I play at Angeles. I'm playing a lot because of my waist, uh, my waist, Wash Lord tournament. I would say a fair score would be a 13 to 16. Realistically, a 14, 15 should, is feasible, right? It's, it's doable. Now, going into hole 16, I had a 69. So that means if I shot a 13, right? I would have shot an 82, right? Am I tripping? Yeah, 82. My wife calls me about something that was kind of minor. I get another text from somebody that was kind of irritating. I should have looked at because my phone is usually on do not disturb and it's on silent, always. My wife is on emergency bypass. When she calls, boom. I took the call, you know, big deal. But it just threw me off my game. Some dumb fuck on Twitter was like, why do you decide to come on here and lie about things every single day? And it's like, you know what, bro? I'm not going to make you famous on Twitter. You just want the reply so bad. But what's funny is, that's the average score for me. It ain't a great score. And you have no idea what the fuck's going on. I don't think they understand. I think 69, like I'm playing 72 holes. No, dog. There's still a potential 16 to 20 strokes that could happen. You know, and people don't fucking get it. They think I'm bragging. I just think people misunderstand shit just because they're mad for no reason. They don't know why they're mad. They're idiots. But I had a complete meltdown, shot a 94. And it wasn't a 94 in a good way. It was 94. I mean, I had 25 strokes for three holes. I averaged eight fucking, a triple bogey on every hole, right? Quadruples, pretty much, you know? And five-time bogey, it, to the point where if you have a handicap on your Gin app, it won't even allow a triple bogey, especially depending on where you are and how they know you play. So they wrote down a 91, which still isn't what I fucking shot, you know? And it was just a terrible meltdown, and I just couldn't get the ball off the ground. And then it, when it did, it shanked. I had shanks, I had everything else. Putting was fine. Thank God. I only two putted every single hole. I didn't have any spectacular putt. I had really good putts. That's it. You know, and when I was getting in it and the way I played, you know, um, my up and downs were a little better than my GIRs. And that to me is a little more important. And, you know, I would average 20 to 30 putts around. So I was really just killing it at places. But I switched up, started using my Spider GTX putter. And, um, I took the Scotty away because I'm trying to make TaylorMade happy. But you know what? I had a long talk with them. I got to go back to the Scotty Cameron at my Circle T and just, I just, I, I can't start changing shit. Not right fucking now. My bag setup is a little different right now too. I'm rocking a five wood instead of a three hybrid. And, um, you know, my driver, I'm trying to get it dialed in because it's too fucking important. Now today at the tournament, I'm probably going to fucking just use my three wood on some of the tight, you know, fairways and stuff. But we'll see. But bottom line is, it's just unacceptable for me because especially where I want to be and I want to get down to a low single handicap by next year. And there's a lot to learn, man. There's just a lot that I understand more. And golf is tough. You know that. We'll talk about it on, on fucking part three, I'm sure, and everything else. But uh, the Dust Brothers got me a little target range for the man cave. It's supposed to be for outside. I don't want to put it outside. Fucking 
have that shit all fucked up or have my, my gardeners and my landscapers mess it up. But put it in the man cave and I've been practicing. The great thing is it's actually just gives me better time to swing a club, to kind of get a better idea, to do some chipping in there. Just gives me more like, you know, until my simulator comes in and I have to get rid of that one wall because I occupy one, two, four walls total. I need to occupy three walls and I'll get rid of 34 bare bricks. Was it 34? My bad, 33 bare bricks. And I could put that fucking full swing golf simulator in the man cave. I cannot fucking wait. It's going to be fucking epic. I'm fucking so goddamn hyped about it. What do we got coming up? Holy shit. The Super Bowl is this Sunday. I forgot. I'm going to be there, but I am coming home. Um, part of my sponsorship deal is I could have stayed until Monday. Couldn't imagine what the airport looked like on Monday. So fuck that. No, thanks. I'm good. Refusal. I'm going to watch you about the house. If any of you are homies, close friends, I'm down to have about eight people at the house, the man cave, watch. We'll have chips, dip, lumpia, wings, all that good shit, pizza, and chilling, drinking, and having a good time. I think it's going to be a good game. I'm excited about this game more than usual. So my Super Bowl predictions, um, I think the Eagles are going to win. I think it's going to be close. And I, I think KC is so strong. I just can't see them losing, right? They've, they've been to the dance. You know, they've done their thing. And uh, Mahomes, Travis, you know, my dog, they're, they're good. I think the Eagles got it this year. I think they do. I think it's going to be a close game. Um, I do want it to be high scoring. And I think a fair score, I think, is 27-24. Or maybe 31-27. But I think the Eagles are going to come up top. I hope it's semi-high score. I hope it's at least there. I don't want to see no fucking 17-6. I don't want to see a fucking 15-nothing. I don't want to see a blowout. I want to see a fucking good game. I don't give a fuck about Rihanna. I don't care. I'm not watching the halftime show. Never have. That's when I started smoking and doing other shit and eating and stuff. I don't give a fuck about that. But again, I am excited about Super Bowl. It's going to be there. I don't know about the parties and everything. But it's going to be dope. So I'm excited about that. Now, I can finally focus on the NBA. Lakers are playing like fucking doo-doo. I don't know what the fuck's going on. But I can focus on the NBA now. I'm going to focus on shit else. Obviously watching a lot of PGA on, on TV. I'm not watching Good Good as much anymore. It's weird. I do like it. It just, fuck, I haven't had time to really catch up. I'm probably like, there's times like, yo, put out more episodes. And like now I'm like seven episodes behind on Good Good. But it's funny, Grant had me in his video and he mentioned me and then he snubbed me from there, which I don't give a fuck. I don't have no beef with Grant. I don't give a fuck. He's tailor made up. It's all good. But um, thinking about this Kyrie Irving trade, everyone's all hyped about the Lakers, this and that. And I knew like, I was like, man, Rob ain't going to get it done. Come to find out, you know, insider information. There was a quote saying that Josiah owner of the Brooklyn Nets, straight up said, he goes, I don't give a fuck where we get him to, but he cannot go to the Lakers. That is 100%. He's not going to the Lakers. So it sounds like some personal shit he got with the Lakers. Look, fuck it. Maybe we swoop him up in free agency. I don't know, but Kyrie got traded to, Den uh, to Dallas. And let me tell you something. I just said something, I don't know how many episodes back, but I said, I love Luka. I think they're dope. They're missing that one thing for them to get to a chip. And Nowitzki had help, but yo, Kyrie got some years left in him. Kyrie Luka? <sighs> the West just got even tougher. 
Now, the only thing I'm not worried about is the fact that we are only a few games back to getting into contention, getting into the play-in, whatever. But it's so competitive. Who fucking knows, right? And uh, the All-Star break is about to happen, and then it's time to really get serious. But everyone's kind of focused on this LeBron record. It's like 50 points away, right? So, when they play tonight, I think. And then I think he's going to break it tomorrow night against uh, OKC. Now, if he doesn't, he'll break it against the Milwaukee Bucks. But tickets are going for crazy money to watch him break the all-time record of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. You know, there's floor seats going for 100 bands. It's really expensive tickets. They're going for crazy. And I said that, I called that out on Twitter, you know, a couple weeks ago. But again, I said this about music with Bonnie Ray and Harry Styles, whatever. Just because you don't like somebody, right? And just because somebody's totally different from someone you do like, whatever. Okay? But just because I don't love LeBron does not mean, like, you know, he's not the best. Now, I don't think he's the best ever, but that doesn't mean he's not great. Do you know what I mean? He is. He's playing out of his fucking mind. He, LeBron is definitely a great player. He has the stats to back it up. But there's no person over the age of 40 says LeBron is better than Michael Jordan. It's just not. I was there. I don't care how many tapes you watched. I don't give a fuck how mature you are. If you were 38, all right, 38, if you were 38, you were 10. You don't understand it to a certain extent, but I want to give you 40. You got to be 40 or older to really have that real understanding of what MJ was and really even older than that because I'm watching MJ's, you know, as a rookie, right? I was 12 when he was a rookie. I was there. The game was much more, it was a way more fucking physical game back then. You were able to hand check somebody. You were able to rest your shoulder on someone, you rest your hand on someone's shoulder. You were able to beat somebody and smack them around and not get called. Steph Curry couldn't have played back then. To be like, oh yeah, no, he would have shot the light. No, 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 dog. How are you going to when you're getting your ankle sweeped? You're getting pushed on the ground. You're able to get fucking, you know, hand checked, all that shit. You had to get all that stuff. It would never happen. Greatest shooter ever. Without a single doubt. Steph Curry, greatest shooter ever. Okay. LeBron, pains me to say this, might be the second greatest ever in history, right? It's tough to say that about Kobe, but Michael Jordan never lost in the finals. I don't give a fuck about MVPs. I don't give a fuck about that. The competition he had, all that shit, people feared him. People respected him. People respect LeBron. Nobody fears LeBron, dog. Period. Just a different type of thing. So he's going to break the record regardless of what the fuck anyone thinks. And that's just what it is. But, you know, we play like, we're playing like shit. And Anthony Davis getting snubbed from the All-Star game is just fucking sad. And all this other bullshit and fucking people thinking that everything's rigged and whatever. And I'm just, I'm sick of it all. All right. I don't, I don't even know what to fucking say. Um, last but not least, a lot of music shit is going on. People who haven't toured in a long time. I don't give a fuck about these new rappers and all the other shit. I've been seeing like Cube perform with like Rodney Owen, Joe Cooley and like Cypress Hill and some of these West Coast legends. I want to see Sugar Free. I want to pop up one of those shows. I just want to deal with seeing people there. Like I'd love to be in the back in the cut somewhere, but... I don't know. Lil Wayne, though, has announced that he's going on tour. And I'm excited to see Lil Wayne. Got a great show. Love to see some of those songs. 
John Mayer announced his acoustic tour right after my birthday. He is doing a full-blown acoustic tour um, that's going to go all until the mid or end of April. I plan on going to see him. He always holds me down for two or four tickets. I think this one's going to be tight. And um, he sold out everything else. So I'm excited to do that. And um, yeah, man. Oh, what the fuck am I doing, man? You know what? I'm going to do a giveaway. I got a bunch of clothes that are packing up again, mostly golf-related shit. And it's just, I have too much golf shit. But it's all dope shit. I'm doing a giveaway for a BTB Army member. I'm giving away a bunch of good, good clothes. And actually, good, good has, their apparel's expensive. Several polos, several warm-ups, jackets, um, hats. There's all kinds of shit in there, right? And then some plastic plant. A plastic plant is a is a, um, an Instagram page account that's based upon you know just culture and everything else, whatever. You always see me wearing APP, a plastic plant, and it's all fly shit. You see me wearing it, you know it's going to be cool. So I'm giving away size extra large only. If that fits your, you know, what I'm saying your your sizes. Look, there's easily fifteen hundred dollars or more, at least fifteen hundred dollars in brand new. Good, good, and a plastic plant clothes. It's just shit that I won't wear, the colors and certain things. But it's all good shit. Gonna get away to a B2B Army member. We'll figure it out. You can inquire through, um, you know what, B2B Army? If you're a B2B Army member, a legit B2B Army member, and you subscribe to Instagram and Twitter, then DM me on Twitter and we'll figure it out if you're in Excel and we'll figure out some way. You guys already know shipping is just a fucking tough thing for me. But doing that giveaway, it's going to be lit. Guys, had a great time doing this episode. I told you it was going to be a decent length episode today. I'm always going to give you guys over an hour. Um, Jordan Winter was supposed to join me, but I couldn't get him on last night. I had too much shit going on. So I'm going to have Jordan join me next week. But I will be in Arizona right after my son's spelling bee. And uh, guys, mad love. I feel a lot better. It's feeling kind of weird when we first started this, uh, when I first started recording today. Um, this morning is hella early. I got to start doing some stretches, get in the motherfucking car and go to this tournament. So wish me luck. And again, really, don't lie to yourself. Don't cheat yourself. And no matter what, sometimes you got to put yourself before anyone else. Put yourself first. All right, guys, I love y'all. This is not your practice life. Please tell a friend to tell a friend, and I will see you guys back Monday. Yo, you guys make this show great. By the way, part three, new episode drops this Wednesday. George Lopez, the best fucking episode we've done. It is so fucking good, so fucking funny. It is amazing. All right, guys, I love y'all. It's my man, Lake Lake, in the background. We out, chat.